Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, welcome back. This is part two of a discussion of confrontation with Kalechi Okafor and Travis J. I'm Russell Kane. My man baggage is full of anger this week, and we're talking confrontation. What about a looming issue? Say, um, I don't know, I don't want to go too dark. Say, not COVID, but your persistent cough, for example. You're someone like, that's not right. Bang, I'm confronting that straight away on the phone. Ooh, or are yeah. you a kind of, oh, let's leave it, or a debt, or a credit card that's got too far... Are you good at confronting that shit? All of that. All of yeah. that. I don't... I think oh. that for me, it, maybe because of my childhood and all of the stuff that happened there, I don't like to feel powerless to something. So things like debt, I don't like the idea of it. I don't like the idea of owing someone money because to me, that's giving power to something mm. over me. I don't like it. And same with deadlines, same with all of that. So if I feel like... <coughs> I've got a bit of a cough. First um, hit is going to be oil of oregano or one of my like holistic yeah. medicines. Yeah. If that's not hitting within a couple of days, then I have to call Boom. the GP. But I don't play with my health. I need to be on top form to be able to give out the smoke. So there we are, Travis. It, sound, it sounds like in all aspects <laughs> of, of her life, she can confronts. So how how are you confronting Mate. stuff? Have I guessed correctly? See, now when you mentioned like the... The health stuff, the cough and stuff, that's probably where my, my toxic masculinity is is very ripe and strong because, mate, I'll get a cough and I'll be like, nah, because I just need to jog and do some cardio <laughs> in the gym. Like, <laughs> for me, I should be able to fix this because how dare me be weak? But, yeah. yeah, like the deadline thing, for me, I need the pressure of the deadline to wake me up. Wow. Like, if you said to me, next summer, I need you to do the biggest show of your life, I'll start writing that in March because I'm like, yeah, that's a nice tune. By then, the flyers will be out. And the pressure of the audience coming, yeah, cool, now we can start working. But my mind literally speeds up and I get active and the creative juices start flowing. So the, the lackadaisical laid back thing bites me in the ass quite regularly in my life. My girlfriend has had it up to here with how laid back I am. I don't know how she still loves me. You're so laid you back, me? you're lying down. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's... Do you love me? I'll answer later, yeah, I'll answer later. I'll get back to you. Obviously, I love you. I must do, because I'm still Getting here. Getting bored like... halfway through. I, uh, I can finish sentence. I can... Um, okay, so here we come to the very nub of why I set up this whole show initially, is confronting emotions. Now, this is one gender stereotype, which is broadly true, I'm sorry, Yes, of course, there are massive exceptions. Me, who will download my emotional state to a random taxi driver, of course. And yes, there are women who are buttoned up and repressed. Yes. But mostly we live, particularly in the United Kingdom, in a society where men will not confront emotions. I know that. And please keep sending me your messages. I try to respond. I'm not a trained counsel. I'm not a trained professional. But I can only give you some of the confessions I've had come to me or things that have happened to people when they were kids just by Instagram DM. 
with Ooh. men, grown ass men, and I've never told this to anyone, and they're telling me. I don't know if it's because humour feels less threatening or they expect me not to reply, but the point is this. I think there's a lot more stuff that's happened to men as boys that gets hidden because men just don't confront shit. I think a lot mm. more stuff happens to men. I think a lot more sexual crimes happen to men as adults that we don't hear about and the stats are skewed because I just don't think men are very good at facing up to and confronting the worst enemy of all, themselves and their own walls that they put up. I, I wonder, I don't think that men's worst enemies are themselves. I think that men's worst enemies collectively, I think for all of us, is that idea of like, and I'm going to go there, a white supremacist patriarchal society or a heteropatriarchal right. society because it's so focused on man must get woman, must dominate, don't ever show feelings. That What that does is that it encloses so many men, it, mm -hmm. it closes them off from the one thing that actually keeps us all going as human beings, which is connection, right? And and when you're not afforded that, then how do you relate? Women, I guess, generally speaking, we have that. Yes, we know about, you know, the catastrophic like violence against women, but generally we can speak to each other more in a way that men can't. Men talk around. They seem to talk around things. Yet it's so interesting because there's all these spaces, all these hubs have been created because men are looking for connection, whether it's the barbershop, whether it's the pub or whatever. There are spaces that men have found. But even in those spaces, some men don't feel safe enough to say, like, this is what's happened. And also why I reference like patriarchy and things about that in that sense is that we sexualize men from such a young age that when something like that mm. happens, it's just like, oh, you can't take ownership of that. From the moment a boy mm -hmm. is like walking around, who's your girlfriend? Fam, I don't know. I've got a crayon in my hand. I don't know. Yeah. So all of those things right, happen. Right. So when something does happen, boys feel like, oh, I can't ever say anything because this takes away from my masculinity and the thing that white supremacist patriarchal hetero well hetero patriarchal society asks of you is that you never tap into your divine feminine so that sounds really woo woo but for all of us we have a duality of self we aren't all just masculine we're not all just feminine we are an amalgamation of all of these energies right but what society's done is denied men access to their own femininity so when they see it in other men they attack it like they go in for it straight away and I'm not saying that is purely feminine to feel emotion but that's one of the ways to access emotion and so on my channels and things like that all I'm saying is like embrace it because in embracing it you realize how this society doesn't serve men the way that they think it does like the benefits that you think you get from it aren't enough to warrant you never meeting yourself mm, that's wow. for real I think we just out. found the clip that's going to go online. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it's a bit of um, Do you think the answer could be in, in education, Jeff? So I'm working on a, I'm trying to get a documentary away at the moment, which I think is so important based on mm. you know, the horrific crimes we've seen this year. I think sex education in this country has got a lot to do with men not being able to confront what they're actually feeling or access the feminine, as we've just mm. heard it phrased. We're one of the few yeah. countries left in the world that teaches sex from 11 onwards. I mean, how fucking old is that mm. to teach mm. the mechanics of how the body works? Yeah. So backward and repressed in this country. But what do you think of the, uh, the original question about confronting your emotions? I think grief is a big one for men. Someone dies, they don't cry yeah. at a funeral. It's 20 years, breaks down crying in a pub. It just sits there. My granddad passing away really broke me down. I was at a crossroad because I made a promise to myself at 11 years old when a teacher made me stand up in front of a class and repeat after him that I was a fool because I did the wrong page of homework. Not, didn't do my homework. I did the wrong page from the exercise book. And it's like, I made this contract with myself that I was never gonna cry again because it had no benefit. So when my granddad passed away all these years later, 
I was blocked up to a degree that I could not understand. Do you know what I mean? So now I'm I'm now back into that classroom, faced up with Mr. Kitchenman in St. Dunstan's College School, and anyone who knows where that man is, slap him today. <laughs> like, like I'm now faced up with him again, yeah. but over my granddad. So yeah. this this was a head fuck. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's like only now, like my experience with therapy this year, I'm starting to realize that I used to think life was a journey that we just get in this car and we just go through all these things, but we don't. We actually carry every single thing that we've been through getting picked for the team, the girl that you liked in year seven, who didn't fancy you back, we carry all of it. Do you know what I mean? It's like the world. Like when Harry VIII was here and he threw away a rapper, that rapper's still in this planet somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So it's like we carry everything and it's like you don't realise how heavy all this weight is until you put it down. So it's like as men, because we're constantly sizing ourselves up against other men, strong men, we see athletic men and we look around and it's just like, rah, like I can't imagine these guys cry about something soft. So I don't want to be, I've got to keep up to the image that, that I'm being sold. Do you know what I mean? Toughness, strength. So when it's like you feel those feelings, it's easy to just shut those away and just be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm keeping up with the man them. There's no way. I'm not going to be the one that stops to take a knee and cry. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that pressure's there. And I think it's only when you get to an age where you put yourself in a situation like therapy. And I'm just like, I'm an absolute advocate for therapy yes. now. Like I'm telling all my boys. <laughs> what sort of therapy are you going through if you don't mind me asking? Um, do you know what it was? It was literally like curiosity that made me sign up to this thing. I signed up to Black Minds Matter. Yes. When last year like, it went out and, you know, it was just like, you know, if you feel like you you'd like to talk to somebody about some of the things that have happened this year sign up I signed up and I went in with a curious mindset like you know what's let's see how they're going to get into my mind yeah you know I mean I'm Fort Knox yeah you know I'm saying do your little magic on me then then it's like a couple questions and before you know it you're like raw I guess I was afraid of confrontation growing up and it's just it all just comes out so now I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like the person I am in my relationship to my family and my friends People keep saying to me, it's like, bro, it feels very different now. I feel like you're actually here. My boy said to me, because you were very cerebral in life mm. before this. Do you know what I mean? Because for me, it was just work, money, success. That's how I matter. That's how I mean something to the world. Whereas now I just feel like, no, I can just be an honest person about everything. Mm. And I feel lighter. Ooh. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've talked about it before, but just in case you've missed it, and I get probably one letter a fortnight from people that have gone on the course. Mm. I did the Hoffman process. Its main difference is it's residential, but it's quite like nice sort of seaside country house residential, but it is residential. It's eight yeah. days. You give up your phone, no exercise, nothing that diverts from the process, which you have to sign an NDA, not to disclose how it works, because part of it is surprise. Sure. Some of it's a bit physical. It was a lot of it's what you described. Travis just stretched out. Absolutely changed me. It takes you right back to where each pattern was started mm. so if your pattern is man must earn money or man of failure you go back to where you've learned that from normally from your dad mm. or sometimes from a mum as well and then you sort of get that you once you recognize a pattern it loses its power a little bit mm. it's still yeah. there you're mm. never going to stop you being you mm. but yeah you know, that's the pattern that used to make me put my fist through the wall well now I've, <laughs> i'm obviously not going to put my fist through the wall because i recognize the pattern yeah mm -hmm. i see i see it's mm -hmm. made of smoke the bad smoke <laughs> Um, I just, when you were talking about matching yourself up to other people and, and how they looked, I just wondered what your opinion is, Kel, about social media. Mm. Because on one level, it makes confrontation and connection easier. Mm -hmm. But on another level, it's not real. Yeah. It's not real confrontation. If me and you have an argument on Twitter, you know, how real is that? There's a cowardice mm. to our argument. I don't care how eloquently you phrase your responses and how eloquently I phrase mine, there's a cowardice and a 
performative nature to what we're doing. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah. I hope all my followers are seeing me arguing with Collection. This is a show. Yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. like me and you are sat, <laughs> sat in front of an audience of 150 people that really care about the issue we're talking about or whatever, or we're family and we're talking and our family around us and it really means something. It's from the heart. It's performed yes. confrontation. Yeah, but I think all confrontation is performed, though. Like we, yeah, I think in our day-to-day lives, we choose a type of performance that we're going to go into. And I think that once we recognise that and we're truthful about that with ourselves, it makes life a lot easier. The kind of person I am that I perform, I guess, with my um, immediate family is very different to the persona that I perform outside, whether physical or on social media. No, sorry to cut you off. I don't mean persona. I mean, for me, confrontational comes from like your chest heats up. There's emotion Mm. there. I've got to be honest. Most of the time I'm confronted, I haven't sat down and gone, oh, which persona shall I go with? Yeah. I've just just tweeted, shut your mouth, you cunt, and then regretted it 20 minutes later. That was a... (laughs) It almost, it almost wasn't a, ch- a choice, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So what I'm, mm. what I'm trying to get to the bottom of is, particularly with confrontation, everything you said, of yeah. course, true about Personic, but with confrontation, social media has changed confrontation. It's made it easier, but in, to some extent it's watered it down and it's also made it more toxic. Some things that turn mm. into big hate campaigns don't need to. They don't need to, but it's because I keep coming back to this idea of the collective angst. So many people are unhappy and they're unhappy because they've been told that like they need to buy things and buy things and buy things to feel anything. Like A lot of people aren't feeling anything. So the only way you can really feel something is to go to the extreme with um, something else. And social media is that. Some, for some of us, we feel like it's watered down, but literally like trigger warning like people are killing themselves over what's happened on social media so however watered down we Mm. think it is let it catch somebody on a bad day or let it be enough people and you don't know how somebody's gonna take it i think that whether it's online or in real life these things do hit like there have been people who have said wild things to me on social media and i've jumped on a podcast and i've dragged them for everything i've got but it's (laughs) it it needed to be done I feel like if I blocked you, you'd come through my lips. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. If it's... Knock on the window. You thought it was over. Like, listen, listen, Russell. Lindsay, can you open the door? No, listen. Russell. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that, yeah, it's one of those things where no matter where it's done, words really do mean things, and social media yeah. reminds you of that. But a lot of the things that you see on social media, like you say, people are performing. So if you see that, then some of the things that they say really don't matter to you. That's where I sort of am most of the time, especially if they're anonymous. I don't care, really. Another element of it is that this generation that are kind of coming up now, they're like, you know, so I'm I'm 34. So the generation that are like 17, 18 now, they didn't grow up playing outside and dealing with these type of confrontations that much. So it's like internet is now the way that these guys interact with each other. So when someone comes directly at you, it hits just that bit more because you almost haven't had the school of confrontation that you go through where it's like, oh, I don't like what you said, but it's not the end of the world because... Fair enough, you're not my friend, but I've still got friends. Whereas online, everything can sound so magnified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've said stuff that's pissed people off online and it feels like, oh my days, everybody's talking about this. But then I go to a gig and I'm like, oh, so I guess you guys have heard. And they're like, <laughs> <No>. dude, what? <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> and can you, uh, it, that is the reality. And what about this thing you touched on before about if you're confronting your emotions, but and this sounds very gendered and sexist, apologies, ladies, but if you're confronting emotions, it is mostly men that suffer with uh, uh, must provide uh, 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 mm. caveman shit. Mm. What effect do you think, Travis, that social media is having on that when it's just a sea of six packs and Lamborghinis? Oh, big time. That's why so many people are, you know, bodybuilders or attempting to 
craft a, a little journey for themselves to become these giant muscle guys. That didn't just come out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? That, that, you see the pattern of things. Hench guys, topless, looking good. You see girls' attention going that way. Immediately you envision yourself being that guy. Let's go to the gym and let's get after it. And a lot of times the gym is like a stress relief for, for people who don't want mm -hmm. to deal with their emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a friend of mine who, you know, very, you know, insecure at times, constantly just like, bro, do you think I'm getting smaller? He's the biggest guy I know. Wow. Do you see what I mean? So there's like lots of different kind of levels that leads people into that gym life. And it's like the social media, it does create pressure, especially as men, when you see guys who are rich and flossing online. Well, mm. I say look rich because mm. I, I know the truth yeah. sometimes. That's why I want to put my profile private in it. I don't want to trigger anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more guns than North Korea. And uh, so let's finish off. It's We've covered everything I wanted to talk about. It's been such a rich and brilliantly interesting and I hope useful conversation for a lot of people. But we must just talk about relationships. Is confrontational energy sexually attractive? What do you think, Kelechi? Um it can be depending on what stage of your kind of emotional journey you're at I definitely think that when I was younger and I wasn't going to therapy and hadn't found a way to kind of like work through all the things and all the trauma that I had to deal with I would have found certain confrontational energies alluring because also there is that sense of protection and you're so you're also complicit in toxic masculinity because you seek out those things to because all you're really thinking is that well this person can keep me safe when actually no one really can and so the more that I started well when I started going to therapy and I've been since like 2012 or 11 and what type of therapy is is that sorry to CBT ah right so it's a cognitive um, yeah behavioral. behavioral therapy yeah so since not the oil that's CBD, <laughs> CBD which I also like all <laughs> <laughs> of the CBs but um yeah the more that I've grown I've just kind of gone nah I don't really want that energy around me so even when I've seen like my partner if he's dealing with something and I'm just like you can find a healthier way to communicate that I say that because I encourage the men around me mm. to go and seek healing because it's only when they do that all of this shit comes together like if we're talking gendered women can't be out here going to do the things talking amongst each other and you know trying to create safe spaces and men aren't doing the same because nothing will then be safe but if we're That's all doing it real. then it just means that mm. then we're in a we have a better chance of making it out of all of this alive i mean we're all gonna die but you still you get what i mean <laughs> <laughs> no, no, i mean what a lovely thought uh, i won't finish on that one i might just go for another couple of minutes and uh travis when was the last time you confronted your partner or are you yet to for the first time? <laughs> um, you know what? We, we're actually really good at communicating. And this is probably off the back of her really pushing me to kind of in the same way that Kelechi's saying that she does with the men in her life. Like she's really creates a safe space for us to have a real conversation. And it's just made me over time get better at communicating. Because like, you know, for a long time, the word insecure can be a trigger for men or even for everybody. When someone says, oh, you're just insecure, why you'd say something like that. So just to avoid that, you think, you know what? Let me buy into composure. That was my word. I was like, no, nah, composure, like nothing bothers me. Do you know I mean that that is if this can stress me out, a man of my caliber? Like that's the nonsense you start to sell yourself. But all that does is just literally creates a blockage. And when that bursts, it's really bad. Whereas this way of life and kind of, I guess going through therapy and also my girlfriend kind of playing that role, it's just created a thing where we can just really talk. And it's like, I encourage all my friends, like just to get that lightness. It just changes the way you see life. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I mean, our, our confrontations, my Lindsay, are about the smaller things. We're quite good on the big shit. When shit hits the fan, if a pet yeah. dies, if someone gets cancer, or someone's ill, or I lose the big job, or something's fucked, we confront that quite well. Or if yeah. I've done something really badly, idiotically wrong, normally yeah. me, I'm quite good at sitting down and having it out. It's the small shit that leads to the bigger confrontations, yeah. the, the dishwasher yeah. unstacked. Now, I'll tell you what the big kickoff was the other day, Kalechi, a bra hanging on the stairs. I just went. <laughs> Why? What? Shut the bra. I understand. Take why? the bra off. Feel more a lot of girls, they Talk get in. Talk me through the process. Talk me through the girls, process. What girls, get in, girls get in. They take their bra off. It's just a thing mm-hmm. they do, right? Oh, I just want to get more comfortable. I take my bra off. But to hang it on the stairs, to me, was mockery. Just airing it out. Uh, you know, it was like it was like she wanted me to worship it like some ancient tribe's totem or something. And I was going to sit at the bottom and go, And that's led to a big argument. So when was the last time you had a confrontation, You Don't be thinking about the big things. You see what I'm after? Yeah, yeah, the little things. Were, but I, <laughs> I'm always about the little things, you know. I'm always about the little things, whether it's the toilet seat. I know that that's a common one, but I just, oh, I'm just always God. so surprised. Like, what is wrong with men and just putting that toilet seat down? Like, what do you do? Do you just go there and go, you know what? I'm going to piss her off today, so I'm just going to leave it up. No, but literally. it saves time. It saves time for my next piss. Yeah, but that's, your, yeah. that's you. But what about me? I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I didn't think that far ahead. Didn't think that far ahead. Wasn't back to But I mean, I we've we've just got a new kitten, right? So I now live in a hellish state where you have to not just put the inner lid down, ladies, but the outer <laughs> lid has to go down as well. So I now live in a house with two women where I'm the one saying, Can we please put the fucking toilet seat down? Me. How can I be a man begging for a toilet seat to be put down and lifting a bra off the stairs? See? World's upside down. Come on, you're not giving a specific, Kel. When was the last time you had... That's literally it. My whole thing is the toilet seat. Like The toilet seat. Yeah, the toilet seat. Because um, everything else, like, he's sick at. Like, he does a lot of the ironing. I feel like I really don't... I will go out in crinkly um, clothes or wear really stretchy things because then I don't have to iron it. But if I try to leave, like, we went out for my birthday the other night and I was going to wear this thing over my dress... And he was like, that's not ironed. And he has to get the iron out and iron it because I will go out and quickly close. So that must really piss him off. But it is what it is. I live life on the edge. Full Noel Edmonds. And for people that don't get the reference, that was crinkly bottom. <laughs> right. So uh, we have reached the end of our journey. I can't believe we got to the end without a kickoff between me and Kalashnikov. Uh, thank you very much. 
Well, it's been a brilliant chat. Now and again, these episodes are just packed full of practical things. It's like a toolbox of shit that we've learned there. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much to Travis J and Kalechi Okafor. You've been absolutely amazing. I've been Russell Kane. Please do hit subscribe if you've happened upon us by accident. If you have liked us, leave a good review. If you haven't, please don't, because I will come round and confront you. And I'm bringing my new mate, Kalechi, with me. Speak to you later. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.